Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Thank you very much for joining us. Welcome to Culturize. This is where we get to find out how we incorporate culture into our daily lives, whether it's a native culture, an ethnic culture, social culture, whatever it is. As long as you got culture and it, uh, you are making it rise, that's what it's all about. Today, I'm so excited um, to invite us on, on this show. It's, it's these two guys. I read their bios. It's going to take about 30 minutes probably to read each of their bios. But before we do that, because this is a culture show, uh, we like to welcome our guests first before they ev we even know who they are with Lay. So first of all, and I know you guys are looking going, he's just going to hand it to him. <laughs> I just got to follow some CDC guidelines. That's just, that's just how it goes. So for you, brother. For you, brother. So let me, let me just tell you who they are real quick. And... Uh, I'm so excited because the one sitting next to me, we grew up together on this really tiny island. Let me just read what he's all about. General partner with Startup Capital Ventures, also serves on the board of directors for the SCV portfolio company, Hobnob, board observer with uh, Brainify. He's the co-founder and executive director of Purple Might, a foundation, a 501c3 education technology nonprofit organization. He's on the board of directors of the Hawaii Venture Capital Association, teaches a course on venture capital at the William S. Richardson School of Law. Uh, he's a committed, this is what I like about him, committed, committed community organizer. He is a proud product of a Hawaii public school. We're going to find out what school that is because we got to go through all the local uh, culture usuals. With him sitting across the table from me, now we're going to find out how many high schools he went to <laughs> in a few seconds, but uh, he is a serial social entrepreneur innovator, community organizer. He invented and launched the first commercial crowdfunding service, uh, which scaled $100 million, right? Uh, he holds multiple patents in his designs across five different industries. He was a keynote speaker at Microsoft's annual developers conference. Community service includes U.S. Navy, the Peace Corps. He's a past Petra Fellow, which is the Center of Community Change and East-West Center Fellow. Uh, general studies focused on software engineering and Asian industrialization. Summa cum laude at UH Manoa. And of course, raised in public housing. Let that sink in, my friends. How's about a round of applause for Donovan Kealoha and Odin Lagon? How are you guys, brother? Hey, not too bad. Mahalo. How you guys been? Good, brother. Thanks for having after, us. After this, it's like, you, are you guys even have free time? <laughs> We're super productive. Yeah. So this is what I want to do. So I know you guys are always busy, and you guys are going at 100 miles an hour. And this is a cultured show, so we need to just kind of ease up and ease into this thing, right? You guys drink? Kava? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course, right? So, would you guys like some? Uh, I think the thick one. So, we got to thank yeah. our friends from Kava Kava. If, if you guys never tried this, this is infused Kava, right? We've all drink regular Kava, but we have, we've got a pineapple peach, I think that is. We've got poliahus. And what do we got? I can't see. It's something good. <laughs> Choose one, or I'll, I'll pour it out for you guys. Let's try this one. You guys got your coffee, your Star Advertiser coffee mugs? Here we go. Usually, we would be using an apu, but we're modern day. So here we go. There you go. We, we, we won't put too much. We got we to gotta relax, you guys. So if you guys are wondering about kava, a lot of times this is what happens. When you sit around with friends and family and just talk story, and that's what we're going to do. 
and kava mm -hmm. will get us to that point of just hanging out. Okay. It has a smell, but not the color. I'm excited. It, it has that smell. Yeah. Let's see. Bula. Oh, yeah. Bula. <laughs> Aloha. It's pretty good. Right? Yeah. Wow, that's right? good. Yeah. Cool. Now, I want to get right into this. You guys, I mean, listen to your accolades. Listen to what you guys have been doing. I want to get right into, let's go with the old one first, high school you went to. It's a local culture, right? When you meet somebody, hey, what high school you went? Yeah, <clears throat> what high school I never go. Oh, <laughs> oh is that right? <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, I guess, I guess I grew up in KPT, so either you either real buff or uh -huh. you skinny and can run fast. So obviously I'm buff. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but, um, but yeah, I started at Farrington, uh -huh. and I didn't do so well there. Then I went to Waipahu and didn't do so well there. I kind of joke that my alcohol blood content level was higher than my GPA, but... <laughs> You know, I, I, yeah, and I'll get that. So then ended up at um, Campbell to get kind of my credits wow. up. And then finally, an alternative learning program at Pearl City High School. Wow. Yeah. So, so auto mechanics in the morning, auto body in the afternoon. That's amazing. And right through all the high schools? Uh, two years of that. Yeah. Wow. So high school there. Yeah. And so ALC, was, is it called ALC, right? I think also, so. So yeah. that was the last one you went to? Yeah, Pearl City. Nice. Yeah. Donovan. High school you went to. High school, Lanai. Proud to be a fine lad, class of 90 or something. Uh, Lanai High School. So we got to talk about that because you and I, be, a lot of people always say, oh, you're from Lanai, where? Did you go from kindergarten all the way? Because Lanai High School is like, as we know, is just all one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was raised on Lanai, but my grandparents, mm -hmm. Mabel uh, mm -hmm. and Charles Kealoha, they raised me from so preschool time, baby kid time to like first and second grade. And then I left, went back to stay with my parents. And then ultimately um, high school made it back to the island uh, and then graduated high school. It's, it's always, do you ever meet people and if for both of you, they're like, oh, what high school you went? And then you tell them, they're like, what? Because of what you guys are doing now. Do you guys get that? Yeah, we were talking on the break. I shared an experience. Uh, you know, I am now fortunate to be in positions where, you know, I sit on pretty cool boards uh -huh. and you know, talk about some interesting things. and. After a meeting, I remember this board member, he was probably the board chair, asking me what high school I went to, Yolani Punoho, and I was like, bro, <laughs> I went to Lanai, bro, I'm a fine lad. But I don't know, I guess, you know, as they say, I, you know, if I can make it, anybody can make it, so. That's you exactly, did you get that, Olin, a lot of times? You know, I've, <clears throat> I've turned that into, like, when I tell people I grew up in public housing, they're like, holy moly, for real? And then I tell them that, you know, that attitude is actually pretty hard on people because what you're saying is that you don't expect me as someone from KPT to make yes. it. And that's wrong because the kids there are just as talented as anywhere else, right? So I, I don't know if that's not the Pono thing to say, right. but I try to be kind of cool when I say it's something like that. I like that because, I mean, that's, that's what they're doing. They, they, they put this stigma on you like, oh, like when people, oh, you're from Lanai. <laughs> and I get, you don't look like you're from Lanai. <laughs> what, what? And then they say, where are you from? I was like, the left side. <laughs> but so you guys have growing up, of course, like you said, with grandparents and, and in the culture, and that was part of your life. Did you ever think that the things you learned from growing up and the, the aspirations and the motivations you guys had would actually bring you to the point of creating this nonprofit that you guys did? You know, um, my, my both of my grandparents were pure Hawaiians. Mm -hmm. um, but they never really emphasized overtly speaking Hawaiian. They mm -hmm. always encouraged me to do well in school. Mm -hmm. And so I did, you know, I studied hard, did all those kinds of things. And so, you know, and when we talk about culture, uh, you know, I think it's sort of the way they live their lives, the mm -hmm. Hawaiian values that sort of 
was the basis for how they live, how they interacted with the community, how they took care of all those grandkids, right, that you know of. Yeah. And then that sort of, so that's one culture, but then you, the other culture that we grew up on, mm. Lanai, was sort of a mix, right? There was Japanese cultures, mm. Filipino cultures, Hawaiian culture, and it sort of blended into this plantation. To me, it was, you know, plantations have this sort of connotation of, you know, oppression mm. to a certain extent, right? right? One company town, but to me, it was wonderful because it was a place where, you know, we could go anywhere, we could eat, we could eat at anybody's house. We would get lickings too if we never <laughs> listened to. Um, and so it was, you know, those, that culture, I think, you know, and the basis of it being Hawaiian culture that, you know, stuck with me as we, as I went through academic life and in, in career. And I think what we do now with uh, our professional and also our, our nonprofit pursuits. Growing up in, in housing, I mean, that's, it's kind of like a modern day plantation. You had every culture in there. Did you pull from different cultures that like people, like your friends, Samoans, Micronesians, Hawaiians, did you pull from each one or did you have, were you solid in your foundation of, of being Kanaka? Yeah, there weren't a lot of Kanaka at KPT. Mm -hmm. So I wish I was Samoan because they, they were the good <laughs> ones. But, you know, I did spend a lot of time living with my, my tutu as well, my grandma, like mm -hmm. Donovan. So Makue, Kamakau. Mm -hmm. And so like Donovan, I, she wasn't, sharing the Hawaiian culture right. with me. So we had to sort of kind of figure this out mm -hmm. on our, our own, which is pretty amazing. Like 10 years ago, he and I made our first papakuyai, like by hand. Nice. And took us a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I cheat a little bit <laughs> engineer, right? So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we get that done. And then it made me think like my mom did this uh -huh. and her parents and her parents. And we have like, what, 800 years of unbroken history that I almost broke. <sighs> and so I did it. And now my boys do it too. Wow. So, you know, I think, you know, part of this journey is uh, what we all have to figure out is like, you know, sometimes you got to go out and just open your eyes and look. And I think that's the thing with, with Kanaka, our kilo skills. Sometimes we forget, right? We forget to observe. So like you said, our, our grandparents didn't blatantly be like, you have to, you have to do this. They led by example. With that said, how did Purple Maya come about? Is, is that, I mean, was that part of it? Some of this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it was? Just see exactly that. You sit around and yeah. you, you have a, a couple of cups of, of ava. But um, I want to talk about that. Purple Maya, amazing foundation with culture, technology, and everything you guys are doing. What led you guys to create Purple Maya? First of all, I love the name. That name is an amazing name. But tell us what led you guys to create that. You, so... It got to start on Lanai. That's where I actually met Olin. He had, at the time, you know, with a Hawaiian language degree, I was teaching back mm -hmm. at home on Lanai, and I was going through this leadership development program. And the folks that organized it brought Olin over, and he was telling me or telling our class about the experiences. And I was like, "Man, it's Kanaka. It's pretty cool. Bro. Some smart bugger." <laughs> so I started talking to him, built a relationship, and then when I moved back to go to law school, um, we stayed in touch. You know, we sort of shared the same circles. Um, and in doing that, then we started thinking about like, well, how can we work together and do some projects? And so we did some cool projects, um, real, we think pretty interesting, pretty cool, pretty, a uh, lot of impact. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's right around the time when we said, well, I started my career as a venture capitalist. He was starting yet another company, um, recognized that there were not a lot of people that looked like us in our businesses and wanted to, um, 
kind of change that, right? Create a pathway for more folks, not just Hawaiians, but people of these islands mm-hmm. to be in these kinds of spaces. And so we, we, we said, let's go, let's go, let's go do a nonprofit. And so <laughs> we started telling everybody, right, we're gonna do this nonprofit, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna teach kids how to code. And then you start telling everybody, <laughs> then you start telling everybody. And then finally somebody asks you, well, have you started? And they go, oh, they're calling yourself, now you gotta go, right? So, so we started, right? We started this at a school in Palolo, um, where Olin lived for a time, um, and you want what, to. What's the mission of Purple Maya? It, it's it's actually changing because uh-huh. initially it was educational. Uh-huh. You know, when we started this, there were three high schools in the entire state that offered second year computer science. Only three. Wow. And so all these communities had Keiki without that opportunity. So that's one of the reasons why we started. Yeah. You know, Donovan is really deep. He's a deep mm. thinker. And so he came up with the initial <laughs> name. It was like this beautiful, yeah. long, Olalo Hawaii uh, in Hawaiian. I told him, bro, that's just too long. Yeah. And it's like, I cannot wrap. So we kind of put a sticker on the back of a truck yeah. like that. So we started <laughs> coming up with funny names. And then, but when, we, when you think about the Kona of Purple Maya, yes. you know, like purple is the rarest color on earth. Yeah. And so you never see it unless you look for it. Uh-huh. Right? So when you work with Keiki, it's your kuleana to see that purple in them, right? So there's a lot of, you know, Maya is also, you know, olelo. Um, so when you listen, the, the leaves mm-hmm. you are listening into the earth real deeply, right? So we, were, we got kind of lucky in some respects. Yeah, but. It's, it's a definite conversation start, especially with the kupuna, because those who can olelo, they look yes. at us with a kind of funny look uh-huh. because Maya has these connotations right. of kolohenes, often the sexual mm-hmm. kind of, but like, um, you know, uh, it also means a whole bunch of different things. And so we are, we sort of backed, we found this Olelo Noel after coming up with the name, and it goes, He might akalai huiai, to that effect. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, you know, it, talk, it describes a person that you malama them when they're um, at a young age and they grow up to be a productive person in society. And so that was kind of, you know, things came together in a way. The depth of that. Is, that's just true Kanaka. That's exactly that. So you guys started with teaching kids basically coding, or was it just computer skills? Yeah, it was. So it was just teaching kids how to code and you know getting them interested because that's 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 the first thing, right? You got to get them interested. You got to get them stoked about it. Um, but we recognized that there was a bigger responsibility, bigger kuleana, right? Because what are we teaching them for? Teach these skills and set them away. And that's when we brought on our third co-founder, who's not here, Kelsey Amos. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started really thinking about how do we, how do we bridge uh, ike kupuna and mm-hmm. modern kind of uh, modern kind of stuff. Right, transferring that yeah. knowledge to yeah. modern day. How how was it as soon as you started reaching out to communities? Was it was it a, a like man these kids want to learn, or did, was there some sort of you had to kind of market them and pull them in somehow? You know, he's an educator, I'm not. <clears throat> so we're kind of making this up, right? So <laughs> we feel like the community has had our back to, uh-huh. to be flexible. Like, for example, like we wanted uh, half the, the class to be wahine. And so, you know, to try to force that sometimes may not right. be natural, like right. technology, like uh-huh. all the boys apply, but, you know, that's not just for boys. And so we've added some things to it that have made it more interesting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I think the impact has been pretty universal. We're now statewide. We haven't had wow. any problems getting into communities. Yeah, it's been organic in a sense. Like, um, we're, you know, we're in the tech industry and there's this term about hacking things, right? And so instead of going through the front door, you go through the side door, any way to try to go as fast as possible mm-hmm. to make things happen. And so that one school, the first year became three schools, became 12 schools, and a whole bunch of schools now. How... Sometimes, do you find people have a hard time wrapping their head around it? Oh, wait, culture and technology, which is kind of ike kupuna, but looking forward, 
Like, how does that happen in technology? You guys find that difficult or? Not necessarily. I think, like, you know, people are welcoming of embracing um, sort of what we're trying to what we're trying to do. Mm. Um, we're also, I mean, it's also an opportunity to like really get deep in terms of how we put together curriculum. So, you know, we've we got some really interesting things that we teach. So, like one in example, as an example, we teach kids holly building. Mm. So they, you know, half the class is learning holly building, the weaving, and all the. And then the other part of it is learning how to build websites like HTML, CSS, Smart. JavaScript. But then you, there are sort of concepts that you could kind of bounce back and forth. And so, um, yeah, no, I don't see a sort of difference. Between. So we talked earlier about how we grew up, right? It, it's our, our grandparents and parents weren't blatantly about this is this is how you got to live culture. This is culture, right? Today in your guys' Malaw and your guys' Ike and your thought, how how do you think culture is being lived and practiced today? I mean, is it is it too blatant is it enough is it not enough what do you, what do you guys think yeah i guess i can speak just for myself mm. and my family because <clears throat> i'm late to the game mm. so i'm learning myself so i'm taking wine language classes mm. online uh, he and i have a ohana lo'i so we I, you know nice. take our kids there and we get in the mud and you know it started off as just completely overgrown and now we've got rows of of kalo, you know, just wow. chicken skin kind of thing so i think for me it's the experiential thing so mm. i will have an answer soon but nice. I need to sort of practice first before I, like I go that. out and, and say anything, right? So I'm s still learning. I like, we're always gonna be like that, but I love, I love the fact that now you're involving the Ohana. And like you said earlier, you're, you don't wanna be the one to break that lineage. Yeah. So now you're practicing. And so you, get, you guys have an Ohana Lo'i, so you guys, it's like just hang out on the weekends, bring the No, kiki. well, we, we get there early, we do protocol, we kilo, right? We check out what needs nice. to be done. Um, we get in, we do work. Uh, you know, it's a little bit easier now because we're able to clear it and plant now. Um, I bring my daughter, you know, she is not the biggest fan of doing those kinds of things, but I told her she's gonna appreciate it later, right? I was just so. gonna ask, as, as parents, <laughs> as fathers, do you feel there's this responsibility? Yes, you guys are doing culture and technology, but now with this, making sure we get back into the lo'i, we get back into the aina, is, is there added pressure as a Kanaka father to make sure this happens? Definitely, I think I think that the the quest to be authentic, right, and like not just speak about it because we read about it and mm -hmm. this is the way we're gonna do it, right? These values are lived, right? They are passed down to us, and so it's imperative. I think that we we learn as much as we can, we do as much as we can, and we have that sort of permeate through what we do in, in our jobs and our work. See, I, I love the fact that it's my, my head is just like, these guys are in tech. These guys are doing everything contemporary and modern, but it's all culturally based of how we grew up. The things that, you're, that you observed from your grandparents, how much of that do you, when you're doing something today, go, that's what they told me, or that's what they showed me. How much of that in today, what you guys are doing with Purple Maya and technology and all that, where you have those moments where you're standing there going, that's what Tutu meant. You know, one of our values at Purple Maya, so as the org, I gotta think about these things, right? And, and we have, our staff has grown from two people to now, you know, over two dozen, I think, wow. both part-time, full-time, but like it's sort of, you gotta think about these kinds of things. And so one of our values, I call it baby luau. And everybody's <laughs> like, well, what is that? I, and like, you know all this uh, growing up on Lanai, right? It's everybody shows up, everybody chop, 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 clean, everybody mm -hmm. gotta go harvest, yeah. pull the stuff together. 
but that was like awesome because it was like Belina and it was like this huge like caring for each other, taking care of what you gotta do. And so those are the kinds of values and things that we try to bring into the organization. And so like you come to our events, you host at our event, it feels like a big baby luau and that's the kind of. And I think that's the great thing about what you guys are doing. Like you guys are both community minded. Again, we got to thank these two brilliant Kanaka from Purple Maya hanging out with us. We got to thank Star Advertiser giving us a space to hang out. And of course, Jams World for making my body look better than it should. Stay risen. Hey, so welcome back to Culture Rise. You're in for a treat. This is the extended version for Web, so uh, it's going to get a little bit crazier. Uh, sitting with our good friends from Purple, Maya, Donovan, and Olin. Uh, if you joined us earlier, we we're talking about what Purple Maya has been doing. Culture, technology, uh, you're a nonprofit, you're, you're enticing and, and teaching kids and, and adults, right? Um, and you guys have grown. What, what was the... Sm- from the beginning, how many kids or how many people did you have when you first started Purple Maya teaching-wise? I think it was just one teacher. Uh, <laughs> literally one teacher that became two teachers, and now we're up to uh, close to two dozen, I think. And then yeah, student-wise? Uh, single class in Polo Valley with about 12 kids to mm-hmm. now, I think, cumulatively over 1,000 kids. I think presently we have about maybe uh, 200 kids across the state. Wow. Yeah. So this is, the, this is the question of you guys probably always get, and I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. So once you, these kids go through these programs and they learn all, the, all this tech and learn how to code and learn how to do all these things, um, what's it like job market-wise? I mean, is, is there a chance? Is it, I mean, is it a future for them, or are they just going to kind of feel good about, oh, yeah, I learned this stuff in culture? Yeah, well, I'll let Olin talk about because, I mean, was in, when we started talking about this, I was inspired by his, his sort of view of, you know, tech mm-hmm. for the most part being a meritocracy. Um, but you want to share like that? Yeah, you, you know, if you're in math class uh-huh. and the teacher says, here's a program and everybody raises their hand uh-huh. and they all get them wrong uh-huh. and nobody shamed, like uh-huh. that would mean be amazing, right? Everybody would learn, but nobody would do that. But uh-huh. that's tech. Like in software engineering, for example, you're teaching that, oh, I got a mistake, oh, that's a bug. You know, so like uh, it's gotten to, to the point where I think tech is a really good way to teach mm-hmm. anyone how to make mistakes and to fall gracefully. It's beautiful from that perspective. So that those skills translate to anything. So mm. the kids that we teach, the adults that we teach, will get these tangible skills that can immediately translate into something that's specific to that technology, but also whatever else they want to do. Because the more times you fail quickly, the mm. quicker you can do anything you want in the world, right? So that's what I want my kids to learn. It's like fall on your face it's funny yeah get and, up and go again and that's a hard thing because we the, and two things i always think about that we don't like we don't like to be embarrassed and we don't like to fail right big shame man. Yeah. yeah that's a big thing um coming back to olin's story about you know uh, i remember him telling me when i was visiting with him you know prior to us getting together and starting purple my uh, um he was doing a company that had raised in some venture capital mm-hmm. And I think the New York Times was interviewing him and they were asking him, like, well, what did your CTO go to school? And like, he was like, well, I don't know where he went to school. Right? Where did he go to school? And so that's sort of the idea of a meritocracy, right? If you can get the right. skills, you can get the jobs anywhere. So, so. And he was, by the way, a high school dropout. And I didn't remember that. He's like, oh, the brother never even go to college, but he's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, See, absolutely but, brilliant. But that's for some kids. Like, so that's, that's like, at a high, philosophically, that's a cool thing about tech. Now, we understand that there are like, not everybody's like that, mm-hmm. right? And so you've got to build pathways and you've got to create uh, a structure for many of our other kids, right, to be able to move into the, the tech space. And so um, 
we have developed the newest program is called the Hiapo program, sort of a pili mm. to the Kaikaino program. Mm. And with that program, it's looking to rapidly upskill and credentialize and train young adults, career changers uh, for careers in tech. Um, wow. So we work with folks that are interested in learning Salesforce. So Salesforce is the world's largest CRM tool. Mm. We train them, they get their certs, um, and then they move into the jobs. Uh, we help them find jobs. Uh, so that's that. And then another program that we also house that you helped out with is the Purple Prize. That was um, amazing. Yeah. So that one is more oriented toward those that want to move into like startups and they want to build mm -hmm. a company or work on a project or do those kinds of things too. And so, um, yeah, we've been doing that for the last four years. We've worked with 50 teams, 50 projects, some of which have become social enterprises, mm -hmm. some of which have become for-profit companies. We've given away over $200,000 or awarded over $200,000 in prizes. And some of them actually have the chance, I think, knock on wood, to become pretty significant uh, companies. And so that's, you know, what we were brainstorming about this. We think that this is an opportunity to, uh, you know, in our respects, mm -hmm. you know, the stuff that we do um, in tech and innovation, entrepreneurship, that kind of stuff. I was going to say, I mean, just looking at both of you two and the, and, the, and the students that come in, I mean, it's almost like they have no excuse. Like they look at your backgrounds and be like, <laughs> well, I, I got to, right? I got to. If the, the reason why I like what you guys are doing is because this is all university level, all these things you can get, but you're doing it the way we used to from a cultural standpoint, right? We're taking what our grandparents and parents taught us, but we're being a little bit more blatant about it and teaching them rather than saying, no, you're just gonna watch me for about 15 years, right? But now you guys are doing it. Um, what is it like when somebody finishes the program, like you were talking earlier, somebody will ask, oh, so what are your accolades? What, what, what kind of paper do you have? What kind of universities, you know? And you're like, oh, I went through Purple Maya. I mean, do you get people that kind of crinkle their brow and go, wait, you, what? Well, that's something that we're developing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this thing is organic, and we're kind of finding our way there. I mean, we've—I want to say—we've um, at least a, a handful of students that have been working with us for the last three and four, maybe three years now, mm -hmm. and so they're uh, doing like internship kinds of level uh, level things with us. Um, they've developed a pretty impressive portfolio. So instead of grades, right, and, and this is true of like the stuff that we do, right? We don't necessarily ask for resumes, right? We like show us what you've done, talk I us like through that. it. And that's the kind of body of work that I think our students are building up in addition to the skills so they can like, well, I built this game and this is why it does this and like talk through this function and what this function does. Is there anybody that stands out in your mind, Olin, uh, that, that has been with you guys student-wise, program-wise, even from Purple Prize, I mean, yeah, whatever programs you guys have. Anybody stands out uh, right now? A bunch, but one one uh, eighth grader on Maui, I went to our Maui class, and mm -hmm. she um, she was the person I was going to mentor, so I yeah. sat in front of her, and I asked her, hey, you, you go on computer at home? And she said, oh, uncle, I live on a beach, and I believe in electricity. Right. It's like, bad uncle. That's a bad question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then yeah. that girl taught me a lot like for example when we looked at her progress that mm -hmm. semester like she would go up and then uh -huh. crash uh -huh. then go up and crash so traditionally you would say oh what's going on right. but you know what she was doing when she was crashing she was helping the other kids wow. so pausing her work so the the I got chicken skin thinking about what lessons I learned from her mm -hmm. and how do we mentor that and what does that mean for us and so I think that reflective back and forth is we're getting all the time so that's that's one story I have 
I, I love that. I love the fact that what you guys are doing. So, again, uh, Purple Maya, if they want to get involved, you guys have a website. You guys, where can we, where can we find you? Where's somebody that, even an adult that wants to get in, in so, tech? If I, if I can, if I may, do not Google Purple Maya <laughs> because yeah. it's a purple thing for Wahine. So, right. exactly. so, I was just going to yeah, say. Yeah, so but it's purple. M A I A dot O R G. Yeah, we're almost beating that other company, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you guys gotta talk to somebody at Google. Yeah. <laughs> so Andrea's probably gonna go uh, Google it right now. <laughs> Don't be surprised with what you find. So you guys in the Purple Maya and all the programs are in there. Yep, purplemaya.org. Um, join our newsletter, mm -hmm. purplemaya.org forward slash news. If you are uh, inclined to help support some of our Kiki, you can donate a uh, same site. Um, yeah. And so from KK all the way to adults. KK all the way to adults. Wow. Yeah, middle school to adults. I think okay. our oldest, Halmana, is probably middle age right now. She's wow. in that um, cool. that workforce training program that we have right now. So, so. you do have a work. There you go. Yeah. So uh, again, mahalo, 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 you guys, for being here. Uh, you guys want some more before you go? Do <laughs> oh, no. right? Are you, no, you guys? Of course. <laughs> is, is the mouth numb already? Um, so we got we got again. We got to thank Star Advertiser, of course, for giving us a space to perpetuate, preserve, and uh, practice our culture and talk about it. Uh, we got to thank Kapakava for providing the social lubricant. We got to thank Jams World, of course, for uh, making me look good on Makino and. Uh, Culturized. That's what it's all about. So whatever you do in your life, make sure you do something to raise your culture and stay risen. Mm -hmm.